Human beings are basically good. We just, we are. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling some jealousy over the pack. Well, oh God, so my, oh God. Okay, so here's a, here's a topic. Do it. <laughs> a lot of my friends from Irrational went to Epic and Epic is doing very well. Oh yeah, they are, Gwen. Very well. <laughs> that like, people in my game, Facebook people like it. <laughs> dude, people in my Facebook feed are like buying second homes, doing not so surprised. well. I am not surprised. Like, I was looking the... out of my fucking window and there was a kid in the car park for the uh, store across the road, and he was doing a little Fortnite dance. And I was like, well, fucking there you go. I was like, that's the biggest thing. There's some oh, random gosh, ass man. kid just doing it. And I'm like, I know what it is. He knows what it is. We all know what it is. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, like, let me, let me illustrate to you the current money that Epic has. At GDC this year, uh, okay, so they're... You know, at the expo floor at GDC, there's usually like a really large Unity booth and a really large Epic booth, and everybody has the same footprint, the same booth space each year for the uh -huh. most part. Uh, this is negotiated ahead of time. It's negotiated almost a year in advance. Um, but this year, there was no Unity booth. This oh, year, God. Epic was where the old Unity booth was. <laughs> well, Epic had this... Hold on a minute. Epic had their original booth set uh -huh. up just like they always That's do, which is saying. fantastic. And they also oh, somehow got the footprint that used to be Unity's. And oh what they God. did there was they set up a series of couches and TVs where you could play games. And they just had a giant popcorn stand handing out popcorn and beer. Oh, my God. For free. That's just for, money. This isn't, this isn't PAX. Like, this isn't normal. People don't hand out things for free at GDC. This is a professional conference. Oh, God. But they had, that's what they had. They had pop, free popcorn and beer all day. And every now and then, like, an, a waiter would come around with little... Uh, hamburgers and like little hors d'oeuvres oh and just hand them out to people and be like have an epic day that is amazing they are fucking letting everyone know like everyone's on notice <laughs> they're like hey here we bought our competitors booth bit and fucking do you just we don't even put anything in it do you just want some shit on our dime because we've got so <laughs> much money we don't give a fuck i don't know uh i mean they they're not like nobody's saying it no they're being but they don't, they but don't that's, a, that's a bit of a statement. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's what I mean. They don't need to say shit. You just need to look at that. That would be like if you went to E3 and there was fucking no Sony booth, but where Sony normally is, Microsoft to just put fucking a candy floss machine. They're just like, fucking help yourself. <laughs> like, like, shit. It's, it was, uh, man, that's something. Man, that is They're not that fucking is around. That, no, congratulations. That so that's like, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> yeah i i felt a little bit of jealousy there i had to be like no i'm happy for them they they man they stuck with it and they, they i would say they it. deserve it like purely because it's like shit people didn't people didn't count on them to do well with their battle royale thing and no and and you know even i for a long time if i was hanging out with them i'd be like guys stop making your your product is your engine you need to stop making games i get yeah. it you want to make games to to flesh out your engine which is smart you should do that right mm -hmm. like you should um there's there's different strategies for how to be a, a company a software engineering company and how to sell engines and it is absolutely true in epic's case uh you say there's a new platform right mm -hmm. you don't want to make a game using the unreal engine for that platform until epic does it first because they'll say it's supported but it's not really supported until the internal devs have, have used it yeah. kicked the tires i get know. it ironed out the bugs and released the game on it where they're like look that works but on the other hand they 
uh, there's also kind of a bit of an eye roll, which is like, guys, you you make an engine now. That's where your revenue comes from. It comes from the engine. Mm. You don't need to, you know, like try to. You're you're not gonna get back to those the heyday of the un, you know yeah. like Unreal tournaments and it feels and like such. when Microsoft launched Zune, it was like, come on, you don't, you know, it's not gonna do well. You don't need to. Like, I mean, I guess... It, no, it's exactly like when Microsoft launched Zune. I remember the whole thing when fucking Battle Royale... When Fortnite came out, a lot of, like, the original base game, mm-hmm. people were like, eh, this game, which should have come out a while ago, feels like it should have come out a while ago, it's fine, but mm, whatever. Then they announced the Battle Royale, and PUBG was firmly established at that point. And everyone was like, nah, mm-mm, nope, this is gonna suck, they're just copying them, this is not good. Now yeah. look, biggest game in the world. You know shit. And I mean, the conversation back then during when PUBG was out was all, hey, look, you really don't need good art. You really don't need to have a highly polished experience. PUBG mm. is not polished. I don't no. think anybody would look at that and be like, yeah, that was, time. that was well thought out and extremely <laughs> well executed. No, <laughs> like it was, it was cobbled together and that was kind of the, the fun and it was just sort of like, that was almost part of the fun in a way, right? Yeah, it was part um, of the experience. It was this independent game that had done so, so amazingly well. Exactly. And so people were like, why spend money on Polish when you don't? You clearly don't need to? That's yeah. a waste. And then Epic was like, well, what if we did? Yeah. And it turns out people fucking like the Polish. Mm, they like it did? when their servers work. They like it when there's no cheating. Yeah. They like it when the art looks good. Like, it turns out Polish matters. <laughs> turns out. Like, if they're like, what if we did that? And we had enough money to make it for free. <laughs> so it's yeah. free and you just pay for other shit. Craziness. They've done so well. They did. And now they're being followed up by, what is it, Radical Heights? Yeah, they're being followed up by Radical Heights. I like, okay, so this, is, this was my... <laughs> well, that was a change in tone there. It was. It was. That was me being like, yeah, Fortnite, you did it. To like, yeah, boss key. Why, why did you do it? I don't know. Like, it's... It's pr- okay, so this is made by Boss Key Productions. It's a game called Radical Heights. They announced it the same day early... like the, Actually, no, the day before Early Access became available. So it was like, we're doing this now. And it was like, oh, okay. So they'd previously made Lawbreakers. This is a Cliff Blazinski kind of led studio. Lawbreakers was a game that came out at around the same time as the whole Overwatch situation. <laughs> it was like brand new. And everyone was comparing it to Overwatch, even though, you know, slightly unfair, but not completely. It's a, there's heroes, there's shooters, it's hero shooters. And they, they were coming out in, yeah, the yeah. hero shooter with mobile elements year. And they, they were quite, you know, it was Cliff Lazinski. he was going full, like, it's not Overwatch. Like, you know, he was very strong on it, but it didn't pan out for lawbreakers and probably i think it was only a few weeks ago at the time of recording they announced like we're not doing anything with lawbreakers anymore which was like because i bought lawbreakers i enjoyed it it was fun enough but the main problem with lawbreakers was that nobody was playing it so you would log on and try yeah (laughs) you couldn't play a game so it was like that's a huge the multiplayer problem right like Mm. you need a critical mass in order to snowball and if you don't snowball then you're fucked that's why making a multiplayer game is so hard yeah but now they're doing another one and that it's called radical heights and it's a battle royale game and uh i like i saw the original trailer for it and okay (laughs) so right you know how like i'm normally nice and stuff or i try to be this is me yeah, you're just... you're a good person and you're usually very positive <laughs> and this is me just being a bitch okay so i saw it 
and I was like, that looks like a Grand Theft Auto mod, but like a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas mod. <laughs> I was like, it's like, ugh, what is this? This looks ugly. Also, immediately, I'm like, oh, really? A Battle Royale game that seems to offer nothing different other than like the aesthetic, which they've gone for this 80s cool bro aesthetic. Which yeah. fucking does anyone even want that anymore? Like I oh, don't I know. What... It's Cliff Blazinski, man. I know, but he I don't know like, if that's like a if thing. If bro culture was made human, like yeah, but that like, is what he is. I feel like that's is that even? In, I I can't claim to know. I'm 31, and like I don't really know what's cool now. But there's always there's gonna be okay anytime in culture. There's always the culture and the counterculture, right? Mm. That happens constantly. I feel like so, this is neither. I don't know. Neither There's the culture a... nor the counterculture. <laughs> Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But like, I look at this and I'm just like, ugh. And like, everything about it is very off-putting to me. And I don't know. It feels like, like, it feels like if this was, because the, 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 the Epic got the same thing. Like when they announced their Battle Royale thing, it was like, come on guys, you're coming into this marketplace that's already dominated and you haven't really added anything new to it. Da, 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 da. But like, this isn't even epic. Like this isn't a studio coming in and being like, no, we got, we can take time. This is already mm. a studio that launched something that felt like something else and then failed. Did you just describe Fortnite being some, like they launched something else and then they changed it to be Battle Royale? That was the, I, in, yeah, that was the initial thing, right? Like, they, I think Bosky, I mean, Bosky slapped this together. They used a couple of assets from the previous game. A lot of, like, this, I'll admit, it's a this is a pretty unpolished art-wise game. Yes. Uh, like, the animation will not uh, leave you super impressed. I feel bad being impressed. such a bitch about it, but, like, yeah, I don't know. No, it, it's, a, it's a cobbled together game. It, to me, it's a it's a reversion back towards the, the less polished um, yeah. battle royale. Uh, but it's... I, I'll admit the tone doesn't strike for me either. No. But, um, but I I also just didn't care that much for Gears of War, so eh, yeah, I'm just not the target audience. And you Maybe you not. can't deny that there is an audience, right? Maybe I don't like because there Dude, was a there's let me go there's audiences for all kinds of shit. We just gotta accept oh, that. Oh yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I no, you're right. Like there's always an audience for everything. But, and like, to be fair, like is especially as indies or as people who, so most of the people who who talk about games, the the fucking talking heads, like I guess we are now, we're either indie, that's us. uh, because AAA people can't talk, they're under like strict NDAs and shit. Yeah, no, they or they're not. or they're press, which is like liberal arts progressive kind of people, but that's not all people. There's no. a lot of people that do not fit into that. A lot of overwhelmingly majority of people actually probably don't fit into that. Mm. Uh, I agree. There's a reason why, like, there's a reason why this is going to do well. There's a reason why a lot of the, the bro culture, bro-y kind of games are going to do well. There's a reason why so many people follow Cliff Blazinski uh, in life yeah. and on Twitter and stuff. I, I, like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe the maybe this feels like it has more of a chance than uh, Lawbreakers did, purely because this is, like, this is free, free to play. There's an eleven ninety nine Founders Pack that you can buy if you want to right now. It's early access, so they've got time to, like, build it up and whatnot. And So, yeah, and it's coming into an environment where people are super stoked about this kind of game, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't... 
I don't know much. I've been outside of the free to play world for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I would have reservations starting a game like that now because of the, Oh God, I, I, I'm just, a, I'm just filled with fear in general, Chris. No, like, please. We don't have Lay Steam Spy me. anymore. I have no idea what, what anything yeah, is doing. That for went, we can... the, uh, <laughs> like I'm scared about China. I'm scared about loot boxes. Like what's going to happen. Um, as far as that stuff goes, if you, what if you design a game and you build, if you're, if you're Cliff Blazinski and you mm-hmm. put like millions of dollars into making this, this multiplayer game mm-hmm. and, uh, it's relying on being free to play with loot boxes. And then the world finally comes down and hard and says, you know what? Loot boxes are gambling. You mm. are fucked. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Does this even have loot boxes? It must do. Right. If it's free well, I, to play. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're not fucked. You know, the, here's the other thing, right? I haven't played it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched the trailer and I formed a lot of opinions very rapidly. <laughs> That was a polarizing trailer in that everyone I know wanted to run to the North Pole and not be a human anymore. <laughs> no, I don't that know. It was, I don't know anybody that liked the trailer, but it's doing super well, apparently. So Well, okay. So it had a good initial push. Again, this is coming from the streaming looking at it kind of thing. Okay. How? Because that tends, I mean, I get the feeling that's its mark. That is going to be this game's marking. Like, because... Fortnite. I know. I remember watching a stream and he was talking about how Epic paid him a while back to play this game, and like not in a hidden, secretive way. Like it was all very transparent. But I, I forget the name of the streamer. He was some big streamer, but he was just talking about, oh, they used to pay you to play this game, and look at it now. It's the biggest game in the world. So I imagine maybe something like that would happen with Radical Heights because there was when it first came out, there were some big names playing it, and whether mm-hmm. that's just curiosity or not i don't know but yeah i don't see i don't see a ton of people still playing it but i don't know that's an interesting metric i mm. mean I... that's the literally all i go on like that is my steam spy <laughs> like i look on twitch and i'm like okay so who's playing this like this because twitch you could basically look at as like adverts sometime with like the top 10 and it's yeah. like, what's the game that's gone in there that doesn't fit? Like, I'm looking and I'm like, Counter-Strike, Fortnite, League of Legends, P- Battlegrounds, Hearthstone, Dota, Overwatch, StarCraft, World of Warcraft, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. These are the ones that are always there. But uh-huh. then there's always the outliers that come in now. And it's like... Hmm. And are the the ones on Twitch, though, they're, the outliers will always be like multiplayer evergreen games, Sometimes, right? sometimes not. Like... When a new video game comes out, obviously that's going to pop into... If it's a big one, that will pop into your top being played games. Or like right now, the sexy Brutal is in there. And that is because one streamer has got 5,000 people watching him play it. So sometimes mm-hmm. that happens. Like if you sometimes see a random ass game in it, you can be like, oh, one of the really big streamers is playing that right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, like God of War 3, there's 5,000 people watching that. That's why that's in the top games at the moment. But... Dude, we could pivot this conversation in so many directions right yes. now. Like, <laughs> what what games? No, I, I, cause it's so, it's still so interesting to me. What games do well um, on Twitch and what games don't, and the rise of streaming in China. Um, yeah, that's a big thing now. Yeah, and who's gonna own that? China mm. in general is like this massive question mark in the future, cause they are. Uh, uh, America is gonna lose ground to China very fast for both development and for, well, not very fast, but I think. 10 years from now 
GDC will be in China. <laughs> oh, Gwen Frey, fucking bold predictions, just throwing well, them out. They just have so much more people and money, and it's such an untapped market. It's where all the Man, excitement is. Know? It's where all the investment is happening. Wherever you invest, it's probably what's going to explode. Like you say that. Like I was, I hosted this UK games, uh, in UK games showcase. Oh, that's Games right. Festival. We didn't talk about what you've been doing the last two weeks. You, we didn't. You did another hosting thing. I did. Well, I mentioned this briefly because right after I finished, like, because this was held in uh, with Space Ape Games in London. Like, that's where they held the event. And I finished, and the first person to walk up to me was a lady who described herself as a Chinese investor who wanted to know who to talk to about all of the games we just talked about. I yeah. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's just immediately what that made me think. I was like, shit. They are oh. investing. She's like, she was like, I want to bring these games to China. Who do I need to talk to? And I was like, well, not yeah. me. <laughs> like, so, but... so there's a lot going on there uh, to unpack. Actually, <laughs> to mm. unpack. I've I've picked fucking moved out of my lexicon. So You're there's fine. a lot to unpack there, Chris. Yes, uh, Gwen. The, please. Let's let's begin with the luggage. So, the. <laughs> I've, you know, I've been pitching um, a project as part of the molasses flood yes. to different publishers, but I would say half the people I'm pitching to are not publishers. They're various Chinese investment funds, mm. and what they want is it totally depends on who you're talking to. Like what Tencent wants versus what other people want is very different. But um, uh, some people, what all they want is they'll they'll give you a certain amount of money to own a certain percentage of your company, so that they can lock down the rights to publish your game in China when the time comes. Hmm. And this is not a bad idea because if you, if you are um, not Chinese and you try to put your game in the Chinese market, the Chinese government will not allow that to happen. Yeah. There's some shady shit. There's some shady shit you can do with steam. Like some people in China, a large percentage of people in China who are kind of, you know, enterprising individuals have figured out how to um i don't i'm not a technical person but have figured out how to to get access to the american steam so there is some uh if you're not on the official chinese steam you can still get some chinese consumers through regular steam i don't really Mm. understand this very well um but i understand that the chinese government's probably not going to allow that to happen forever um in general releasing our game in china took a year of random bullshit like yeah. remove all the there was very like our the flame in the flood does not have a uh like a gore really but there is a skeleton in the main menu so that had there to go is? oh that was uh, like no skeleton no skeleton no skeletons um the just lots of random things change this from red to blue like out hmm. of no like a, a lot of just they needed to, to change things they need to slow things down for i don't know bureaucracy reasons and even then, like, we wouldn't even have the ability to release um, officially in China if we did not have, uh, like, a, a Chinese partner. Yeah. That can lobby the government. Like, it's a different world. It's a different world that I don't understand very well. And there are people I follow on Twitter that understand it very well. And every now and then I glean a bit of insight off of them. And I, <laughs> like, I, oh, man, there's just so much there, too. Because, uh, yeah, we've been pitching to different... Um, uh, different Chinese investors. There's mm. a lot of 
there's a lot of Americans investing in Chinese stuff, and there's a lot of Chinese companies who are taking that money and buying portions of American companies. Hmm. And there's you can there's no secret Tencent is currently trying to purchase the entire world. <laughs> um, like I've even heard of Tencent. What do they do? Why do I know that name? Oh, they um, Tencent is Jesus. They're like the empire, man. Because I even they, I feel like I know that name. Like I'm like, yeah, think they're Tencent. the biggest tech company in the world, but I'm not sure. They started out as the company that made a thing called ICQ back in the day, which was the yeah, uh, I remember ICQ. It was the Asian version version of uh, AOL Instant Messenger, yeah. basically. Oh, that was uh, I had no idea. It was long ago. Tencent made that, and then they. Um, so in China, there's different ways to distribute games. I'm gonna butcher this, and I'm sorry, but here's my weak understanding. There's Rather, here in America, we got, like, the Google Play Store and the Apple Store um, and maybe, like, the Microsoft Store. Uh, in in China, keep in mind, for a long time, they didn't have consoles. Gaming consoles were legal, so everything is sold. Yeah. Even premium games are sold through these kind of mobile storefronts. They have, like, eight storefronts that are all pretty big. Um, and they've got a lot of tiny storefronts. They have They don't have main storefronts like we do. Uh, one of the biggest ones is Tencent. Uh-huh. Tencent owns tons of technology. They own most of the game development in China. <clears throat> and they own a uh, controlling interest in Riot. They own 48% of Epic Games. So they're doing I'm quite well. Jesus. They, these guys, I, I'm briefly, I, I was like, I wonder how much like they're worth. They're worth more than 10 cents, Grimefrey. I can tell you fucking that much. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Woo! $477 billion. <laughs> Dude, I had like a, a moment. I had back when Tencent bought forty eight percent of Epic. I had a moment where like I was, and I, I, I was gonna make a drug joke, but like I was, Please I went do. tinfoil. I went tinfoil hat real hard for a minute. I was yeah. like, what if? <laughs> like, because at the it was right when Tim Sweeney was tweeting all this stuff about like fuck Microsoft, and I was like, oh my god, with the power and money of Tencent behind tim sweeney i wonder if they make a play to like an os like i wonder if they fuck or if they try to take down steam like what if epic Jesus. tried to take down if steam? The, the company that are like what we've got a lot we've imagine, got endless money we can do whatever the fuck we want well what if you owned both the ability to like what if you owned the thing that people use to make games and the thing that people use to distribute games yeah you could just because you own those two ends of it, you could just fucking clobber point. your competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Damn. Because you could just say, "All right, this is a huge, you know, storefront, but we're only publishing games that are made on our software." Yeah. Uh, that are made with Epic, and then, yeah. Eventually, or vice versa, you can only be on this. Yeah, I don't know. I it was interesting. Well pivoting away from china fears yes. and uh tencent i don't know if it's fears just it's it, the future is interesting and the future may or may not be american like <laughs> this is something this is something rami and i talked about quite a bit like where in english i know that Ram. sure <laughs> <laughs> well where is a place that has a cheaper cost of living but a good tech hub like where is because san francisco is expensive and mm. it's hard um London's it, very expensive. Yeah, London's not cheap either. But it, and also maybe not quite the tech hub Silicon Valley is. No offense. Like I am it, highly we have, offended. We have Seattle. 
um, which is also expensive. Austin, which is kind of expensive, and also in Texas, uh, and so super exclusionary. And and Silicon Valley, which is insanely expensive. Uh, is there a tech hub that can spin up somewhere like Berlin, maybe? But that's not cheap either. Um, is, None of the central place... European places are that cheap, really. I I'm surprised Boston doesn't do better because we have all the tech schools here. You do, um, but Boston's also quite expensive to live in. Not cheap. Yeah, Rami would say that. Rami would say it shouldn't be in America. Um, but I mean, what should be and what will be is not uh, the same thing. I I think. Uh, but in this case, you know, maybe where where is the next tech hub? You know, it might not be in America. I think he might be right. Well, it we might need be... Gwen. We need to make an island. Uh, we can call it the Dialogue Island. Okay. That's what we do. That's the next play. We pivot into island ownership. And the island will be. It'll be a tech. It'll hub. be the tech Why? hub. It'll be the tech hub. What? But what? Uh, I mean, right off the bat, shipping issues, like shipping new technology. There we will buy be a, a boat. We buy a boat, Gwen. We buy a boat. We buy I can a captain boat. a boat. A boat. And what's drawing people to the island? Is it that we have the best tech schools, or is it that we um, uh, have the best tax incentives? Or yes, <laughs> that one. The best tax incentives. Tax so incentives. They're amazing. Here's the problem with um, having it on an island. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Because I think this is so, a great plan, and I, I, okay. I, I really think we should persist a bit, but go, but go ahead. Say say we form this island nation, yes. right? And we, we uh, want to be the, the biggest tech hub ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we will obviously have our own government, which will give huge tax incentives. It, like, we won't tax tech, tech companies. We'll only tax other companies yeah, that come there else. to, like, everyone else. Like, the, the, the companies that are, I don't, if you have tech companies and you have software engineers, they don't cook. Clearly, there will need to be, like, fast food joints and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tax the service. shit out of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. services. Okay. Um, we'll have our own currency. Now, the currency mm -hmm. we have has Bitcoins. to be... Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even go there. <laughs> we'll, we'll have our own currency. Yeah. The, the problem is mm -hmm. a high-end PC, if mm -hmm. you're in um, San Francisco or you're in Shanghai or you're in bumfuck nowhere cheap-ass island... Uh, yes. in the middle of nowhere yes costs the same so hmm. the amount of money you make in order to get those pcs like if if you're a contractor um and you you might move to a place with low cost of living and take a very low salary to mm. live there but you still have to buy a computer and that computer does not get much cheaper huh there's a certain reality there and there's high tariffs in certain countries for technology um we could talk about tariffs on games in Brazil if you'd like to. Uh, but or uh, we tariffs could. Inverse, they're they're high. <laughs> cool. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's a quick talk, but it's, it's a quick talk. Yeah. Uh, or or they're just high. like I don't. Get with the program. Australia. Ask an Australian uh, what it's like, how much games cost, and watch their so face, much. and then just watch them start drinking. Like yeah. they, it's not even a conversation. It's just kind of like. Games are expensive in Australia, right? And then they just start drinking. Like, that's yeah. how that conversation goes, usually. So Yeah, that's a weird case. But, yeah. So, you need to... It actually kind of needs to be a rich country because you need to have people who have enough money to buy technology. You need to have people who are like, yeah, the Vive, I want to play around with that. I'll drop the money and buy the Vive. Yeah. The Vive is not getting cheaper no. um, in other countries. Just because your cost of living goes down doesn't mean the cost of buying tech goes down. Mm. So it's got to be a country that is that has a certain amount of money. It's got to be an evil country, actually. It's got to be a country with very evil. low taxes. Well, kind of. It's got to have 
low taxes but a lot of money mm. which means usually somebody getting it. fucked in that situation gwen yeah literally um, and metaphorically literally how mm. um are you thinking prostitution would be on the rise in such a place well you know we gotta have incentives for people to come to our island. <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> well tech tech companies are very lonely chris true, so services true. will really be what takes off I service think. service industry going that's what i'm talking about that's, that's how it's gonna go yeah let's talk about yeah. something else <laughs> that seems wise so when uh i was at this event that i spoke about uh i got to speak to alex evans who is one of the founders and directors of media molecule which is very cool and uh we were talking about the game that media molecule are bringing out dreams and this is the first like big triple a kind of first party developer that before the interview has sat down because we'd already discussed with like him what we were going to talk about and there were points like he was it was one of the people who was like i'm ready i got i know what i'm here to talk about what you're going to talk about you did more uh-huh. prep for that than we do for this that's cool yeah 100 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well he knew like he coming in he's coming from a big company that's like oh uh, yes of course like, here's no. our talking points yes yeah. of course yeah but then before we start he sits down and second seconds before we begin he just goes you know what we're gonna go off script fuck it let's talk about anything and i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> so I'm like, let's do it he starts talking about all sorts of shit vr is a thing they're doing for that game they hadn't yeah, properly course. like talked about it too much yet but he started going into detail about what they're doing with vr and what they're hoping to do and how they haven't figured out exactly what it's gonna be but here's an email he got from someone on his team who was super excited about it and da 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 the thing, the main takeaway that I got from him, though, was I think he is one of the first AAA people I have interviewed who was genuinely so fucking infused about <laughs> what he was talking about. He was oh yeah, so Media. excited and so, like, into Media. what he was doing. Media Molecule feels like European Valve sometimes, and that everyone there is super into what they're doing, like, super drinks the Kool-Aid believes in the company they mm. seem to be really ex- um doing exciting stuff they seem to choose the product projects they want to work on they um i mean i met uh i met shaban i don't know how to say her name <laughs> me either, but go ahead. it's very difficult it's but um she was so cool uh she was is so excited they've been excited they've been working on daydreams for years yeah they seem to be um, seven i believe from what I've said me. this when they announced it. I was so excited because it's just like I repeat, like history repeating. I'll never do it, but I keep talking about how there is a lot of unexplored space in in between. There's a lot of unexplored explored space in between, like a game engine, like mm. um, and uh, a game like Little Big Planet, a, a game where you can build maps and yeah. stuff like that. I think oh, people like dreams. making shit, right? People yeah. love making stuff and i think there's there's just a lot of unexplored space there to to make a product that is maybe it's a game engine or maybe it's a game but it's somewhere in the middle yeah and they they're doing it they're doing the thing they're doing oh, Gwen, it when like they're okay. doing things so quick things that got me excited like because uh, there's a single player thing in it but like mm-hmm. it's he's saying he's like that's not the focus 
I didn't know that you could, like, first of all, he was saying that the developers, he was like, other than coders, he was like, if you're making this game, you're either using Move controllers or the PlayStation controller. Like, if you're making that campaign, it's like, you're making it with the things that we've mm-hmm. made in the game to make it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But also, I didn't know stuff like you can, there's a full music creation thing in there like a full music creation program it was like we got that in there so you can make your own soundtrack you can also record voiceover and dialogue for characters that you make if you want to it was like shit you can do all that he's like yeah yeah we're putting it all in there we want you to be able to make like a whole game it's like shit but then he's talking about vr and he's talking about how like he used it was an example he had an email from someone who was like i just made uh, a remote control helicopter in the game and then I got in the remote control helicopter and used PlayStation VR and flew it around and landed and it was amazing this is so cool and it was like yeah he's like this is really cool but he's like what's really exciting for me is he's like we're opening up development of VR and what it could be to way more people than just like game devs he's like that's our hope he's like that if people buy this and they also buy PlayStation VR that's a huge, much bigger base of people that are going to be going, I wonder what I could make with this. And it's like, I thought that was fascinating. He was so excited about it as well. And I was like, yeah, that is yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's something. They have, they're dreamers over it. Like they are, yeah. uh, and you talk to them and even they, they, how do they, yeah, they have that feeling. I don't know how to explain it. Or they, they're like, we're in it. They're creators. They're yeah, creative people. 100%. Like, uh, Everyone I've met from the studio, to admit, admittedly not many people, but has been super creative. Well, he was just so, like, like I said, I've interviewed a bunch of AAA people. And, like, this is the first one ever that, like, <laughs> I just got this sense of, like, you are fucking excited about this game, aren't you? <laughs> like what you're the the, how you're describing this to me like you believe that like you're not just telling me you're not like at the like they've been making this for seven years and yet he is still like shit i'm so excited about this fucking thing look at this it's like Uh, that's amazing i'm excited i hope that takes off i don't know i don't know i don't know i I have no idea i like because i remember saying to him they are off in the woods doing something completely different i'm excited to see what they do i was like i saw that trailer the first reveal trailer mm-hmm. and i was like that looks cool but i don't get what it is and he was yeah. saying he, he was talking about how that's a genuine problem for the company is communicating what it is and how, <laughs> like how much you can do in it like at the same time as keeping it sort of interesting and artistic in how they do their marketing and he was mm-hmm. like it's it's a difficult balance and i was like yeah and that's why i was like yeah i didn't understand what it was until we're now sitting down and talking about it and you telling me i'm like oh i get it that makes sense but yeah yeah and marketing is everything too but Mm -hmm. i I, they'll figure it out like they've they're oh god i or maybe they won't i don't know i don't know the future uh but i i hope they figure it out i I think it's cool it sounds really exciting like i don't know I left that interview being like, and I said to him, I was like, shit. Because I talked about how I'd bought a Vita because of Tearaway. And uh-huh. I did. And I was like, I'm going to have to buy fucking PlayStation VR now, aren't I? I was like, I don't even use my PlayStation anymore. But now I'm going to have to when this game comes out because that sounds awesome. So, 
yeah, that was cool. That was a really cool interview. One of one of my favorites that I have done. I mean, think about the. <laughs> this is the business side. Think about it like this too. They they basically looked at the market and they're like, "There's so many games. There's mm. so many games coming out. There's so many too many game developers making too many games." Mm-hmm. And pretty much everybody looks at that and freaks out and says, "This is a bad thing." Whereas Media Molecule looked at that and said, "Okay, there's so many game developers. So many people want to make games. That's our customer." Yeah. Done. Like that's fucking brilliant. Actually. Yeah, that's super smart. Like, to come at it from that angle, to be like, yeah, okay, well, let's enable more people to make games. Or and just, in- like, clearly, there's so many people doing this, even though the, it's insanely risky and there's no money yeah. in this. There's so many people doing it. The, like, being a, a the new hot liberal arts degree as game developer, when it used to be, like, you know, painter or... Short story uh, writer. <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah. the new sexy liberal arts degree is, is game developer, so let's... uh. Let's make the let's make the tools for the for people who want to be game developers, yeah. but you know maybe can't or don't want to like write code and stuff, and that's what they're doing. Like it's smart. It is like the fact that there is for some reason just when he said that you can create music and do voiceover and stuff into it, I was like shit. Like I don't know, I don't know why that was the bit where I was like fuck. This is this is an exciting thing now. Like I can do <laughs> you can do the whole you can do the whole thing. Like that's crazy. So yeah, yeah, I was excited by all of that, but yeah, that that was uh, that was the main event of my last few weeks. I would have to say, we should probably wrap up, Gwenfrey. We probably should. It has been great talking to you, Chris Light. As ever, Gwenfrey. I love our chats. This has been Gwenfrey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.